0: Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris. Today, we welcome Colin for our third Home Is Where You Park It episode. And he lives a pretty awesome lifestyle. He is a keen mountain climber and mountain biker. And he talks to us about his year 2019, traveling from the US to Mexico to Utah to Nevada to Colorado, Wyoming, Washington traveling all over, just chasing that fantastic lifestyle. Be sure to listen. I really, really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you do too. So hello, Colin. How are you doing today? Doing
1: great, Chris. Good to be here, man
0: yeah thank you for coming on it's a real pleasure i'm I'm looking forward to doing uh the third or fourth depending on the schedule home is where you park it episode so um yeah and and you certainly live quite an adventurous lifestyle i i i'd say from my room in the u k <laughs> <But>, um'
1: <Yeah. laughs> been doing it full time for for three years now yeah uh, so i've been uh i've been rocking it in uh, a, a dodge pro master it's uh at 2017 I bought it brand new. Um just cuz I knew how much how much work I was going to put into it. Yeah. Um so my girlfriend and I we did a we did a home build on the van and um yeah, it uh our budget was was 10 grand for the build and and we did we came came in just under and uh nice. we we got we got everything we wanted in there to kind of live a a comfortable life. Um Some people totally get it, and some people totally don't get this lifestyle. And they say, (laughs) you know, uh, I just don't understand how you can live in your van. And I tell them, I don't live in my van. I live out of my van. Yeah, I pursue this lifestyle to to spend time outdoors and to explore the country and to, um, you know, to try and be an athlete at 36 years old and to meet rad people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to.
0: Yeah. It's a decent lifestyle. It, it's the way I always see it is when people say, I don't understand it. I, I don't get why you're doing that. Then you can go back and say, I don't understand why you're happy in a nine to five <laughs> working in an office all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> It's a similar thing, isn't it? And um, once I find once people hear it the reverse way around, they start to be more okay with it, whatever it is, once you flip it back on them, well, even if it's just like I don't get how you like horror movies, and you go I don't I don't get how you like romantic movies, so, it's, it's
1: sure. the same
0: thing. Once you put the perspective back on them, but yeah. let's talk modifications. So you very nicely were just under budget for the modifications. What kind of key things are we talking about here?
1: Sure. So um, you know the idea is to be a hundred percent self-sustainable. Um, so we started off with just uh, a completely empty. Uh, tin can of a cargo van, um, bare metal inside. And we just went to work with, uh, uh, building it out. And, um, so to be self-sustainable, I think, uh, kind of the main components are, um, having some sort of, uh, electricity in there. Um, so we have, we have three, uh, large deep cycle batteries in the back that are, are powered by solar panels that we have on the top of the van
0: nice and um yeah
1: and we we have uh, a, a little plumbing system in there so i got a uh a, a sink where we can you know do dishes we have drinking water um we can uh pump water to a a, a small shower off the back of the van and um you know that's all powered with our, our a little pump and we have a 26 gallon water tank underneath the bed in the back of the van nice uh, yeah and then we have a a heater um and uh you know most importantly is the garage i call it and uh it's my favorite part of the van tour when i get to to swing the doors open in the back and show them all my toys in the back and uh, (laughs) i think that's where it's really at man so we got two mountain bikes a bunch of climbing and camping gear and mountaineering gear back there so uh
0: yeah, I was going to say we're not we're not talking action men and and Lego in the back when we talk about toys. You've got some pretty adventurous and cool interests. So to talk us through. You mentioned earlier you don't live in the van. You, you know you essentially just sleep in it. You live outside of the van. Uh, what are those interests that keep you outdoors?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, these interests kind of guide our itinerary throughout the year. So we kind of just follow the seasons. Um, so I'd say primarily um, I enjoy rock climbing and mountaineering. Um, and then uh, another little uh, pet project we have is trying to visit all the national parks uh, throughout the U.S. And uh, so that involves um, the national park projects is, is, is cool because, uh, you know, each park is unique and some parks require you know, multiple days of backpacking through the park to really do it justice. Um, some of them are just some day hikes, and some of them are, are uh, more characterized by water. Um, so you might find yourself with a snorkel mask on or dropping down, you know, rappelling into a, a canyon. Um, so that's a mixed bag. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, too, we got a couple mountain bikes back there. So between climbing... Uh, visiting the national parks and, and mountain biking, we're, uh, we're pretty busy. It's actually quite annoying when we have to uh, when we're all worn out and we have to take take rest days because <laughs> there's, so there's so much to do and not enough time to do it. I feel like so.
0: <laughs> so as a Brit looking into this lifestyle, um, I've I've got a book by Renee Harnell or Rene Roaming on Instagram called uh, Roaming America where they spent seven months going to every single national park at the time all 59 of them um and the photos are incredible the anecdotes are great it's a really brilliant just a coffee table just a nice read through on the other side i listened to another podcast i highly recommend called the amateur traveler podcast and he's also one about ticking off every national park but they seem to also include national monuments national forests uh, state parks uh, where do you draw the line for yourself is is that national parks or is it everything all encompassing
1: yeah it's it's just national parks um, there are a lot of uh a beautiful national forests national monuments and state parks but that encompasses i mean thousands of destinations throughout yeah. the U.S. and um that's that's just that's just too much i feel like that would <laughs> occupy, that would occupy you know a hundred percent of my my bandwidth to, to try and get that done in any reasonable amount of time, anyway.
0: So, yeah, and you wouldn't be able to do this podcast if you, <laughs> you weren't at the time. So, it's yeah, a good no. thing.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but <so laughs> no time for you, Chris. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just before we go into itinerary, one thing I was thinking of, um, and you can go into it as much detail as, as you like. Um, as someone looking in, you've got a fantastic lifestyle. So, a quick question on what you're doing as far as funding goes to to keep it to keep the project going for yourself. And the lifestyle going for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm an open book when it comes to that, uh, and it's it's an interesting uh, question because just just in the way that everyone builds their van out differently. Um, all the van lifers out there, they they also. Uh, you know, sustain it somehow. And, and they all do it differently. Um, you know, for me personally, I said, uh, like I said before, I'm 36 years old. I've been doing this full time for, for three years. Um, I worked in the same career at the same company for 11 years and, uh, just ha- always had this itch in the back of my head that said, there's gotta be a better way to live. And, um, eventually I was relocated to, uh, Denver, Colorado for work. And I, I was turned down to this whole alternative lifestyle. I fell in love with the mountains and, um, I had already since, uh, adopted minimalism and, you know, I, I wasn't spending all the money I made. And I, I said to myself, you know, wow, I, I don't need to, you know, retire on four acres with, uh, You know a motorcycle and a boat and um and and all those material things you know I I could have my freedom a lot sooner than I thought and um so I just set a savings goal um like I said I did have a good career um but I set a savings goal and I stuck to it and uh along the way I, I started planning more specifically for the the van life um in particular and and put a put a budget to it and um and yeah here we are uh like i said it's uh i don't want to be cocky and say i'm retired but um (laughs) it it is uh an experiment in sustainable minimalism as i say so uh one day (laughs) I i may have to go back to work if something happens with my investments or uh you know, if, uh, some unforeseen expenses, uh, uh, come my way. But, um, for now, uh, yeah, I mean, that funds my lifestyle. The, the new van costs, uh, $35,000 U S and the, the build, like I said, um, I did for $10,000 U S and, um, my monthly budget is, uh, $12,000 U S uh, I'm sorry, my yearly budget so, thousand and and twelve hundred bucks, and um and and that'll that'll pay for my my food, my gas, um insurance, um it'll it'll just su- support my uh, me in the van, and then um any additional expenses are uh you know usually gear. I I call it uh. <laughs> Just the uh, beer and gear, as I say. So,
0: <laughs> I like first,
1: that. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's how it's done. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit a little bit senior, a little bit older than, than uh, the majority of the van life people I see out there. I mean, although it uh, the van life community does include all walks of life, um, I do see a lot of younger folks especially in the climbing community. Um, there's a whole Instagram hashtag, code from the road. Um, a lot of <laughs> programmers and web designers. And, um, you know, I my career wouldn't allow me to uh, to work remotely. And yeah. so I just kind of stuck with it. But um, I, I say props to to anyone who can find a way that works for them to do it, whether it's, um, you know, working seasonally and trad. Traveling when they're not working, or you know, just saving up enough money to do it for a year. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, we episode episode one of Home is where you park it, which I think was episode fifteen on the podcast. um Was my friend Ali, and he spent three years saving up with his girlfriend, and he did ten months in Australia. So. So yeah, and then and now he's back in the UK, itching to get out there, get some sort of um, sort of second passport. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. So we got the foundations out. You've got a fantastic van, even better interests, and you're managing to do that full time. So let's talk through an itinerary through your typical or your last year then.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, 2019 was was an awesome year. Um, so uh, we, we were, uh, I'd say, I'll just start at January 1st, 2019. Um, I was in Arizona. Um, we were doing some um, uh, mountain biking, climbing, and national park hopping um, in Tucson. And we, we just uh, were planning on kind of passing through Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Saguaro National Park is right there yeah um, so uh and right about this time the u.s government was having uh difficulties agreeing on a budget so we we all of a sudden we found ourselves in uh in uh a, a government shutdown and yeah. uh, so we kind of it really affected our itinerary because we had planned on doing some national park hopping on our way to to mexico and uh you know part of our what we like to do when we go to the national parks is is do the whole deal and go to the visitor center and learn about all the um you know the the geology and the
0: yeah the
1: the animals and the plants that we're going to see because i feel like it makes the, the hiking that much more rewarding yeah um so yeah we found ourselves in tucson arizona and we were doing some climbing at this uh beautiful granite a uh, place just south of there called the Cochise Stronghold. And Chris, I was getting my ass kicked on these rock climbs. That were, <laughs> they weren't that difficult. And I'm saying to myself, like, man, <laughs> I, I left a career that I was really good at. Every day I went into work and I was, I was good at what I did. And here I am. At choosing this lifestyle. And I don't know that I'm all that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I made a goal that uh, I was going to be able to, uh, to climb 250 pitches throughout the year. And uh, I thought that, you know, through just sheer volume, uh, I would just go ahead and, and make myself a better climber that way. <laughs> yeah so we since we couldn't go to the national parks we went straight down into mexico um just outside of monterey uh is a place called el portrero chico and it's uh it's a world-class um rock climbing destination it's it's huge you know close to two thousand foot limestone cliffs and most of it is bolted um so uh and generously so so it, it's, it's uh, safe, safer sport climbing, a uh, good place to push the grades. And uh, we spent two months there, um, just climbing every day. We met a bunch of rad people in the climbing community there. And, uh, you know, come March, it, uh, it got too hot. And, um, you know, so time to, time to work the van north. Um, so, uh, you know, springtime is a great time to head into the desert um, and the when I say the desert um, kind of popular places to go for uh, climbing and mountain biking would be uh, Moab Utah um, there's there's some great climbing outside of Las Vegas, Nevada um, so yeah we spent the uh, spent the spring there and uh, you know when I say desert, people think uh, you know, kind of a barren landscape, um, you know, rocks and sand and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, at at first glance, uh, you know, that, that is kind of it. But when you spend some time in the desert, especially in the spring, I mean, there is so much life in the desert and, um, it, it is just beautiful and it's, it's a, it's a delicate, fragile landscape too you come to realize um you know they have this uh it's called cryptobiotic soil which it it's it looks like an ugly crust on top of the on top of the sand but it's actually a really uh delicate microorganism that keeps all the sand from blowing away into sand dunes and it supports life in the desert and you know you start learning all these things and you know, seeing all these beautiful wildflowers, um, uh, there's really unique things to do there too, uh, like canyoneering, for example. So you drop down into these, uh, these slot canyons, um, you know, rappel down in there with your rope. And, um, it's just packed with, with different types of vegetation that you wouldn't see on, uh, you know, above the canyon rims. Um, and so, uh yeah we we spent all spring there and uh it was gorgeous it was beautiful again met a whole bunch of awesome folks and the the u.s climbing scene is a little bit like a circuit to where it's so seasonal that you kind of run into a lot of people you've seen elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) you see you know if there's a unique van you kind of recognize it yeah Uh, so yeah we uh kind of making some friends there and uh yeah that's the desert i would say and that's a, it's a it's a very special beautiful place too and uh and 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 the national parks there i should mention as well um near moab utah uh the canyonlands national park is right there and it's it's huge um and tons of different things to do there arches national park is right there um some of the most dramatic photography uh is taken there especially sunrise and sunset Um, so a lot of people kind of recognize those photos um so yeah and then again you know eventually gets too warm (laughs) to, to spend any time uh in the desert um so uh we started working our way north again and uh uh summertime in the u.s in my opinion it doesn't get any better than the Pacific Northwest. Um, so uh, Oregon, Washington State, and uh, British Columbia of Canada. Um,
0: Gorgeous states, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I, worked, I worked here in, in the Seattle area, for uh, which, which is where I'm quarantining, uh, by the way, uh, with some friends. But um, I worked here for three years. And uh, I said to myself when I left in my van that I would, I would never live here again. And I only say that because it rains so much. Yeah. And the sun rarely comes
0: out. The, <laughs> no. I've heard that about Seattle, yeah.
1: Yeah, for the, I mean, you can relate in the UK. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, probably similar weather. I have I've, I've never been uh, to your side of the pond. But... You're taking
0: me down with you there. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Uh, but every summer I'm, uh, I love coming back here. Um, you know, y- you really get to reap the benefits of those eight months of rain, uh, cause everything is, is so lush. And, yeah. uh, the Seattle area in particular, um, for national parks is, is pretty awesome for national parks. You have, uh, I mean, all within a, a two hour radius, you have the, uh, the Olympic national park, um, which has rainforest there, um, uh, yep. it's kind of history, a lot of old growth forests, you know, trees that are hundreds of years old. But
0: Mount Rainier. Uh,
1: yeah, and uh, and Mount Rainier. Yeah. Um, also, it is right here, and um, I would say my favorite of the three is uh, North Cascades National Park. Yeah, uh, is is just gorgeous, and it's it's great for uh, for climbing and um, and exploring, uh, you know, a cool thing about the national park, uh, North Cascades national park, uh, kind of a fun fact is that, um, Mount Good is, is the highest peak within, uh, the national park proper. And it can't be seen from, from any paved road. And so, um, it, it's, it's a less touristy national park in in the sense that you don't have a lot of the, uh, you know the the touristy type crowds um, kind of uh, crowding um, some of the, the real treasures of the park because they can only be accessed um, by really long burly hikes and, yeah. and packing trips. And well, um, I'm
0: talking about burly hikes. There's a I, I I I'm pretty sure it's North Cascades. There's a guy on Instagram called Scott Crans with a K. Um okay. I've only just recently discovered him. He's got about 350,000 followers and he did a um for the North Cascades 50th anniversary he climbed 50 peaks. Um uh, and and he's on his page he's got loads of photos and, and saved stories from it and uh and yeah I thought that was incredible so, and he, the photos are just insane. Like, it, it's absolutely on my bucket list.
1: Very cool. Wow. Yeah, I'll uh
0: so, um, a yeah, little side uh, note for the yeah. listeners though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then uh, I would be uh, I wouldn't be doing it justice if I if I didn't talk about the the climbing in British Columbia, um, Squamish and, uh, and the rock formation, the Chief, right outside of, of Squamish, is uh, a world class granite um, crack and, and slab climbing destination. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely all on our hit list, and the, the mountain biking here is so good. So
0: really?
1: when, when I don't have, uh, a climbing partner, um, I'm on my bike and, uh, it's a blast. Um, so yeah, between, I mean, the biking, the climbing and the national parks, um, I'd, I'd definitely recommend, uh, the Northwest. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then about, uh, mid September, mid to late September, it'll start, uh, it'll start raining here again. Um, and so, about that time, last year in 2019, um, I started driving back east, um, and I went to, first, first place I went to was uh, City of Rock, Idaho, which is uh, just outside of Boise, Idaho, um, kind of in between Boise and uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, off all by itself, um, but uh, it's a... I call it like a less trippy version of Joshua Tree National Park.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's less psychedelic, but, uh, it's beautiful in its own way, but very similar. It's, um, it's a higher elevation, I think. And, and, uh, so it's less deserty, but it's the same in the, in the sense that, uh, it's just full of tons of great granite to climb. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah that was the next step along the way and uh and then from there I went to uh Colorado and Wyoming um got a lot of friends in the the Denver and Boulder Colorado area um so pretty easy to find climbing partners there and plenty of great rock to climb
0: and Wyoming um, has a national park as well right if Wyoming has,
1: yeah uh Grand Teton National Park Yes
0: that's the one yeah
1: i um, trying to think what else. Uh, Yellowstone National Park is in Wyoming yeah
0: um, yeah uh, it was Grand Teton that was ringing, ringing my head yeah Yellowstone is uh, isn't it the first or they say it's the first national park ever Yellowstone uh, I don't know
1: that but if you say so <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah to anyone listening I'm 80% sure Yellowstone was the first national park um, okay. and I think ever as well um, and and I <clears throat> I part know that because in the Democratic Repum- Republic of Congo, the Virunga National Park, uh, I think was second or something. Because as uh, I was listening to a podcast where they thought it might have been the first, uh, and I'm pretty sure the host corrected into Yellowstone. So, but anyway, okay. just just some some maybe fun facts there. Otherwise, just me rambling and just waffling about things that aren't true. So yeah, <laughs> carry on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: fact check that. I
0: don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get we'll get our team on it and get right back to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it is it is funny you mentioned the national parks there because um, I was in a uh, Teton National Park in 2018, and we were coming off uh, uh, a a multi day backpacking trip. We were on the home stretch and came around a big rock boulder and found ourselves face to face with a moose. I'm talking oh. like four feet away, and we, the that whole time they're big we were boys as well, about, aren't they? We were worried about bears the whole time. Like, I, <laughs> I got I got one hand on my hip the whole time on my bear spray, like just just getting <laughs> get ready, like practicing my quick draw. And Turns out it was the moose I needed to be worried about.
0: And uh, they're big, aren't They, they <laughs> I mean,
1: picture like a horse. Twice the size of a horse with antlers,
0: and horse that works out on steroids with antlers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I say I came face to face, it it was only because it was bent over. As soon as it lifted its head up, I was like face to knee with it.
0: and yeah. do they so I, I don't know an awful lot about mooses just not to make the podcast about mooses that's a separate podcast i guess but are they quite violent do they charge or is it just about sort of give them space and let them move on or do they run away
1: yeah i don't think that they will pursue you um but they are dangerous in the fact that they're they're big dumb animals and they will stomp you down mm.
0: uh,
1: kind of use their front hooks to kind of just uh smash you if they feel threatened especially um yeah. If, if you run into uh, you know a mother with her young or something like that.
0: So just gently move away <laughs> and, uh, yep. and walk your way around. As opposed to deer in the UK where you're lucky if you see them because they just sprint away from you as quickly as they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and are about a fifth of the size. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so skipping back from 2018 Grand Teton.
1: Uh, yeah, so... Uh,
0: We've just made it to Wyoming and Colorado. um, uh,
1: There's a place called uh, Vitavoo, Wyoming, just outside of Laramie. um, And it is uh, best known for its off-width cracks uh, for rock climbing. And off-width, for for anybody who's not a, a, a climbing fiend like I am, is anything that's larger than a hand sized crack so um you know five centimeters and larger uh something like that um things where you have to use your fists or your elbows um uh maybe your chiming uh you know stemming your feet um between two rock faces uh so i had a ton of fun there and that was um actually a big goal of mine was to learn that style of climbing last year um so I spent, uh, about two weeks there in Vitavu and, uh, yeah, at about that time, uh, I went back to the desert, um, except, uh, this time, uh, instead of, uh, spending a bunch of time in Moab, uh, like I did in the spring, um, I went to, uh, Red Rock Canyon, uh, Nevada, which is, um, just west of Las Vegas, uh. And it, this is a a special place for me. It's it's where I learned how to trad climb um, when I was still living in Colorado, just getting into it. Um, I met Alex Honnold there, which was uh, really oh, cool. Nice. This is kind of just when he was starting to become famous uh, before Cause, cause, he was on before he was on TV and and uh, and free soloing uh, El Capitan, right? Big walls, yeah. Um, so that was really rad. So I, I love going back there, um, A, because it's, it's it's beautiful and it's spectacular climbing. And, uh, you know, B, again, because it's just got that uh, nostalgic factor for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I met my, uh, my cousin there, actually. And, um, yeah, we, we got to it um, climbing for, I would say, upwards of uh, six to eight weeks um and uh yeah massive awesome. sandstone walls there um and it's it's got its own its own beauty um it's great just to hike too um but it it is uh you know being next to vegas um i would i would caution folks who want to go that it, it's uh less of a wilderness experience than places like north cascades national park uh yeah there's a lot of noise from the road and you know, people taking their motorcycles through the, the loop drive. And, um, uh, yeah, it is kind of its own thing. But I'm definitely a place to, uh, to check out and spend some time. Um, yeah. And then to, to wrap up my 2019, um, instead of going back down south again, I decided to, uh, to take up something new. I decided I was, I was getting, getting too good at climbing. <laughs> and, uh, I-, I wanted to get I wanted to get my ass spanked again, and uh, for years I've been wanting to get into backcountry skiing, and um, I- I've I've been a snowboarder all my life, and now I call myself a recovering snowboarder, but uh, I w- I wanted to learn how to ski, and uh, I also wanted to get into the backcountry, um, so uh, I spent uh, all of uh, November. And December resort skiing in Colorado and then uh, you know right at the beginning of this year um, I came to the Pacific Northwest took an avalanche course and and started started getting out a little bit um, uh, you know and then quickly I found myself in in, in quarantine so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there we go <laughs> um, as Worth saying as well. Uh, at the time this comes out, I would have actually released an episode with T.J. David, who's a professional skier uh, from Colorado. So if anyone's listening and they too like skiing, then definitely go back and give that a listen because we chat all things skiing, trail running, mindset. So yeah, that's a good one to go back to. But also a fantastic way to end a, end a year. Um, I haven't been skiing since 2013, so super jealous that you just got out there and and just started doing it and spent the spend the last of 2019 there. Is that what you spent Christmas and New Year too? Yes. Uh-huh. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, before so I, we get I oh, god, sorry.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say to wrap it up. I I feel like I had a pretty epic uh 2019 and, and and as I said uh in the beginning when I was getting spanked in in January in Arizona rock climbing. I I made a goal to climb 250 pitches and uh when it was all set and done I climbed uh four hundred and fifty pitches almost Flip. <laughs> uh, yeah i just i just totally uh got carried away with it and, and blew my goal out of the water so twenty nineteen was awesome um was a pretty epic year. I did everything I wanted to do, I didn't feel like I left anything on the table and um you know if if i could uh if I could get through twenty twenty without losing my goddamn mind i I think that that this year will be a pretty epic year.
0: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so that's kind of what I was going to say anyway, is before we get into some wrap up questions, is there anything else we need to know, but you've just done a perfect instinctive wrap up anyway. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I spend my time, uh, I spend my, a lot of my time, uh, trip planning and, uh, this quarantine has been great for, for trip planning, mm. uh, I think I've ordered um, maybe five or six new guidebooks. I've been scouring Mountain Project every day, looking at maps. I've got a list a mile long. So as soon as uh, it's safe to
0: uh, go to outside go out. and do yeah.
1: recreation, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Um, and well, uh,
0: I know at time of recording, Washington are going to are starting to open up state parks soon. I think. But uh, but that's just one state of many. So, and you travel all of them, it seems. So, perfect. So I have got some wrap up questions. Sure. Uh, they're kind of generic, but should be should be kind of fun. Um, so the first one is, and I am actually genuinely interested in the answers too. So it's not just it's not just filler material. Right <laughs> on.
1: Um,
0: first one is of, and this is all on twenty nineteen. Where is the best climbing spot?
1: Ooh. You know, uh, and I say this with caution uh, because <laughs> it's getting more and more crowded every year, but um, Indian Creek is a very special place. It's, it's just outside of uh, Moab, Utah. Um, if you visit the, the Needles District of Canyonlands National Park, you'll pass it on your way. But... Um, It is the land of splitter sandstone cracks, perfectly vertical cracks. And um, it's uh, it's it's a it's a very unique style for folks who are more used to sport climbing or face climbing. Um, It's very physical. um, It's very uh, technique oriented. um, But I'd say that that is my was my favorite place that I climbed in twenty nineteen
0: perfect i think i know the answer to this one but likewise where's the best mountain biking mountain biking location for you
1: oh man you know uh last summer when we were up in the pacific northwest
0: um, yeah i was gonna say british columbia uh, right
1: british columbia was so good and we (laughs) we we kept trying to get up to whistler because we wanted to check out the bike park there but there's so much free mountain biking on the way to whistler that we just never made it to whistler uh, <laughs> yeah the, the ground is just you know just so soft and it's so different than um you know desert mountain biking because because the dirt's sticky and it, it act, you know you can have like actual berms because the ground stays together and it's just so flowy and fun and beautiful there's just you know Giant trees all around you, and ferns hanging over the sides of the trail, and moss covering every single surface, and all kinds of, you know, awesome, uh, handmade bridges crossing all the little streams and things. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very cool place to mount, like,
0: yeah. So, keeping on the, the best of 2019. (laughs) <laughs> so and because i i thought of this one because it's separate from climbing separate from mountain biking but for 2019 seeing as you are ticking off the national parks which one was the best one you went to that year hmm. or your favorite
1: yeah yeah great question man i would have to say that uh Canyonlands national park it's it's a huge national park um it, it covers um i don't know how many square miles Um, but there's a place called the needles district, um, where you can kind of get away from it all. And there's a hike there called the joint trail and you'd be hiking through the hot desert. I think it's, uh, somewhere around 10 or 12 mile round trip, um, loop hike, but you're hiking through the hot desert. You feel like you're on Mars. There's all kinds of awesome rock formations, uh, you know, flowers that you think somebody just made this up. Like how can how can, you know, a plant like this exist <laughs> other than in the science fiction, you know? And so you're walking through this landscape and it's called the joint trail because um you drop down into this slot canyon and all of a sudden the temperature just drops like fifteen degrees and Whoa you're you're walking uh you know through a a pretty tight canyon um that gets uh it gets tight in some spots and uh there's at one point there's like uh somebody lashed uh some some sticks together to build this this ladder you drop down like another eight feet and there's some uh some junctions where you know you can be adventurous and kind of go off trail and explore or you know, continue through this, uh, through the slot canyon and emerge back on the other side, um, you know, and slowly climb your, your way back up to, uh, to the desert level. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, I would say the needles district of, of Canyonlands National Park for that reason. Um, just because it's, uh, it's such a unique, um, fragile place.
0: For sure. Um, Penultimate question. You're spending a lot of time driving around and road tripping. So whilst you're doing so, what are three non-negotiable songs that you are playing?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Ah. Non-negotiable songs. You know, to your... I like what you guys are doing, actually. I spend most of my time listening to podcasts, Chris. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. I When I i don't really repeat songs a whole lot i like listening to new music so i'm gonna i'm gonna sidestep your question and say that um like i like it listen to a lot of podcasts because i i like what folks like you are doing it's inspiring um oh. so he, hearing uh adventure stories and other people's perspectives um on, just on on life and you know what folks are thinking what they're doing um it's it's inspiring to me and uh you know I, I think it's it's these uh these long long format interviews are really cool because it's uh it's less of a snapshot and more of a um more of a dive into yeah a bit more uh, in depth yeah
0: so what are what are three podcasts then that are, that you have a favorite or do you just tend to sort of scroll through and see a title and click it
1: um, yeah, I'll give you three. Um, uh, besides yours, of course. Um, oh, one,
0: <laughs> thank you very much.
1: <laughs> uh, one is uh, the Dirtbag Diaries. Cool. Um, and and that I think that the, the writers of, of that show are actually um, based uh, here in Seattle. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, another one is called the Sharp End Podcast, and um. Uh, the American Alpine Club uh, releases a publication uh, once a year uh, called Accidents in North American Climbing, and uh, it's basically just a summary of all the the injuries, rescues, deaths, and um, they really do a good job interviewing the, um, the parties involved and analyzing, um, how these accidents happen and how they could be prevented. And, um, a, a gal in Alaska actually, um, approached them and said, Hey, this would be a cool podcast. So they, they started, um, you know, in, interviewing, uh, the, the people directly who, who are involved in some of these incidents. And, um, oh, wow, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a really cool, uh, not only are they great I, I feel like you know epic adventure stories for for folks who aren't interested in climbing, but for those those of us who are interested in climbing in the outdoors, um, it's uh, there's a lot to be learned. Um, we can We can learn from the lessons of others instead of uh, making those mistakes ourselves. Um, for sure. so that's uh, that's number two and um, uh, number three, I'd say, well everybody listens to Joe Rogan, so I'll, I'll say him. <laughs>
0: yeah i think you've had an inventive enough sidestep uh i like that it was quite innovative so i'll give you joe rogan that's fine (laughs) perfect and then this last one um i ask everyone this of 2019 from traveling right from north down to mexico into colorado what's one moment that you would relive hmm
1: So uh, March 1st is my birthday, and we were in El Portrero, Chico, Mexico. And there's a – I think it's like a, 11- or 12-pitch climb there called Estraita, And um, it's a pretty popular climb. So we got up super early, my girlfriend and I, and just had a blast on this climb. It was – you know – challenging but not scary um <laughs> and we just cruised it and had the best time and at the top is a uh it is a palm tree so it's a good spot to take pictures and it was right right towards the end of our trip there in Mexico and um you know I, I would say that going to Mexico was one of the more adventurous things we had done in our van and and that climb was kind of um you know we're getting close to wrapping up our trip and we we knew that that was probably going to be one of the last big climbs we did there and uh so yeah that's that's one that I would definitely relive that that was just a uh, just a great day it was a great climb um yeah my my girlfriend made it a nice special day for me so uh came propelled back down and you know you know only a few steps away from uh from some fresh margaritas so yeah. <laughs> doesn't get any better than that man
0: <laughs> for sure for sure well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, if, if people wanted to see more about your life, do you, do you have an Instagram at all or, or a Facebook page or, yeah, yeah. or are you hidden off the net? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, I'll leave you with this uh, little side note. Like I said, i am I'm spent a lot of time planning the adventures and um, credit to my girlfriend. She's, she's much better at um, photography and documentation than I am. I uh, just don't have the patience for it. Um, so, all of our content, or I should say, ninety-five percent of it, um, is hers. Um, uh, our Instagram handle is damn. as in <laughs> damn. Vaniel.
0: <laughs> if anybody's
1: familiar with that that viral uh, YouTube video, damn. Daniel. Um, we named our our van Vaniel. and uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so D A M N. Dot vaniel with a v is our instagram handle uh be happy to have some more uh some more followers uh along the way so thank you chris okay. it's been it's been a good been good talking to you
0: Cheers. so i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did if you do have instagram be sure to check out damn vaniel for his instagram and some photos and to, to catch up with him as as he goes along Really interesting guy, really active, just that fantastic lifestyle. If you want to come on the show, please do email in on btmtravelpod at gmail.com. Please follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at btmtravelpod if you want to. And if you liked it, consider subscribing so you don't miss another one and share it with your friends too. In the meantime, have a fantastic day and I'll see you in the next one.